Hello, everyone. First, I'd really like to thank everybody for listening. Thank you. Second, I'd like to make a desperate plea. I can see that I'm getting massively more downloads than I thought I would, but what I'd like is some feedback, of which I've gotten very little. Anybody listening to this crap? I'd be much appreciative if everyone listening sent me an email and do their Fraser impression by saying, I'm listening. Or just drop a note to say, the sound of your voice soothes the rabid cat trapped in my kitchen cabinets and thereby keeps me rabies free, so keep it up. Or maybe, not since William Cat has there been a man who knows so little about what he was doing, and yet I still listen. Also, I've got a stack of topics I plan to cover, but I'd be interested to hear what topics you want me to cover. Can't guarantee I'll cover it, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. So send something to podcast at logicallycritical.com, and thank you very much for listening. It validates my belief that there are others like me out there. And that's a scary thought. A wise man once said that in the afterlife, you could be headed for the serious strife. Now, you make the scene all day, but tomorrow, there could be hell to pay. This man also seemed to think that teeth are extruded and bones are ground, and then they're baked into cakes which are passed around. While the validity of this is very much in question, one thing is for certain. Many people believe that the threat of hell is a major motivator for human behavior. It was on a brisk summer afternoon that I was approached by Jimmy Flintwell. Now, round these here parts, it was well known that Jimmy is a devout Christian, and he makes no bones about letting the locals know about his stance. Better to burn out than fade away, is what old Jimmy would say afore he'd misquote some Bible verse. On this particular hot day, he found me in front of my house loading crates of fragilian mercat sperm. Plus, I was tending a pie in the oven. He quickly informed me I would be spending eternity in hell. Yeah, thanks, I replied. Not really being too concerned with where he thinks I'll be after I'm dead, since... I myself don't care. You know, I know you ain't a believer, but let go of that murkat and hear me out, he spewed. If and you believe and you're wrong, why I reckon you'll wind up dead just like you figure. But if and you don't believe and you're wrong, well, seems like eternity's a long time wishing you'd done things differently. He chuckled in that grizzled old prospector way. I sighed deeply. I really haven't got time for this. Unlike my agitator, I know time is of the essence. And if I don't finish loading this crate before I die, I won't get another chance. Ain't you got nothing to say to that? Thought he had me cornered. Then Jermaine, the hillbilly undertaker, chimes in. Oh, he don't believe because he knows he's a sinner. He's going to hell anyway. Okay, looks like I'll finish this later. It's called Pascal's Wager, I state flatly. What's that? What you just described. The idea that if I believe in God and I'm wrong, nothing bad happens. But if I don't believe in God and I'm wrong, something very bad happens. Therefore, it's safer to choose to believe in God. It's called Pascal's Wager, and I commend you on your ability to use a 300-year-old argument in an effort to convert me. I ain't talking about no wager. Gamble's a sin, you sinner. I'm not certain gambling is, in fact, said to be a sin by God, but actually you are gambling. You expend great amounts of money, time, and effort on an outcome that is not guaranteed in an effort to get the biggest payoff. But instead of money, the payoff is immortality. Sounds like gambling to me. You're going to hell! Yes, yes, I know. You think I'll be with Kevin Kenny going straight to hell. You actually want to discuss this, or do you just want to tell me how wrong I am? You're going to hell! Ah, yes, you just want to tell me I'm wrong. You suggest that either of us could be wrong without actually considering that you yourself could be wrong. Tell you what, old man. 
You got my attention. I'm willing to listen to your proposal for less damnation. Let me make sure I understand what you're saying so I can avoid this terrible torment. So you're saying that if you're wrong, you don't have to worry about an eternity of damnation. And that if I'm wrong, I will have to worry about an eternity of damnation, correct? Yep, you won't lie to leave that. Okay, so you're saying there's a chance that either one of us could be wrong. I'm right, you're wrong, sonny. Jesus saves, and only by following his ways can you avoid damnation. Yes, I understand that. But let me ask you a question. How many religions are there today that are currently practiced? What? Name every religion you can, as fast as you can. Why? Just do it, please. Uh, Baptist, Catholics, uh, Mormons, uh... Yes, I, I guess that counts, but what about Judaism, Buddhism, Islam... Hinduism, and animism. Animism? Yes, those are people that worship animals. Today, this tends to exist in very isolated third-world countries and the Deep South. Forget it. For the sake of simplicity, let's say that there are only three religions. Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Do you agree that these religions exist today? Yeah, concern it. I don't care about Jews and towel heads. I'm talking about Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Hang on, hang on. I'm trying to understand your position so I can be saved. I want this eternal life you speak of. It sounds better than a cool glass of limeade on a hot summer day, and completely realistic and practical, unlike the limeade. I thought briefly of my pie in the oven. So you're saying if I'm wrong, and there is a God, then I go to hell? Yeah. Because I don't believe in God, right? Correct. But you believe in God, so if you're right, you're going to heaven. Yep, I'll be dancing with Jesus. Okay. Did Jews believe in God? I guess so. Do Muslims believe in God? Not my God. But do they believe in a God? Yes, but it's not my God. Those heathens are going to hell for their sins. But wait, you said I was going to hell because I didn't believe. Muslims believe and you're saying they're going to hell? Yeah, because they don't believe in Jesus. Well, what if I told you Muslims do believe in Jesus? I'd say you lie like a fly with a booger in his eye, you filthy Satan-smooching liar. Liar! Well, Muslims do believe in Jesus. They just don't think he's a god. They think he was a prophet with a divine message from God. Don't matter. If you don't accept Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. Okay. Originally you said that if I'm wrong as a non-believer, I go to hell. And if you're wrong as a believer, you just die. Now you're saying that Jews and Muslims are also going to hell because they don't worship Jesus. You got it there, fella. But Jews and Muslims are believers. They just don't believe as you do. What's your point? If you don't worship Jesus, you go to hell. Hang on, let me ask you something. Muslims believe in Jesus. They just don't worship him. Do you know what they think about people who do worship Jesus? I don't know and I don't care. Well, you should. You see, Muslims believe that anyone that worships Jesus is going to hell. It's a different kind of hell than the one you're used to. But it's not a pleasant place nonetheless. That sounds like what them towel-headed freaks would believe. But wait, wait, you, you got something in common with them. You see, they think I'm going to hell also. Well, at least they got something right. You lily-livered, no-god-loving mother But they believe you'll be right there beside me. Both Muslims and Christians believe I'm going to hell if I'm wrong. But you think Muslims are going to hell, and Muslims think you're going to hell. Okay, I have to remind you of something. You said at the beginning that... If you're wrong, you just die. Yeah, but I ain't wrong. 
Yes, but, but you acknowledge there's a tiny, tiny, tiny chance that you could possibly be even remotely not correct. You said if you were wrong, you'd just die. So you're saying it's possible that you're wrong. I'm only saying that it's possible you're wrong. We're just talking purely hypothetical here. Hypothetically, yeah, I could be wrong, but I ain't. And since we're talking hypothetical here, what if you are wrong? But I'm not the one who is right. What if you're wrong and I'm wrong, but the Muslims are right? Jesus was sent by God, but he's just a prophet. If I choose to believe in Christianity, then I'm going to hell. And you'll be keeping me company. All because it wasn't the Christians who were right. It was another religion. God would never let those barbarians into heaven. I'm suggesting that the God you speak of might think you're the barbarian. What if his true words are what the Muslims follow? And somewhere along the way, you got it wrong. So for me, it's not just believe so I don't go to hell in case I'm wrong. I have to choose the right religion. It could be Christianity, Judaism, Islam... Actually, there are hundreds of religions practiced today. Hell, if I had the ones that are not practiced today, I could have thousands. Why, in God's name, would you consider religions ain't round no more? Well, you seem to place a lot of credibility in Christianity simply because it's old. What if there are other ancient religions that didn't survive due to wars or famine? What if the one true religion died with them? What if the ancient Egyptians had it right all along? God wouldn't let the truth die. Uh, but God gives us free will. So if, say, Hitler decides to exterminate an entire religion, then God cannot interfere. But Christianity stopped Hitler's evil plan. Yes, the actual Hitler was stopped. But history is full of Hitlers, or men like him. Some were much more successful. Remember, the victor writes the history books. But that's off the subject. See, it's not just believe or not believe. Which one religion do I choose? So your challenge of believing in God so I don't go to hell isn't valid. Why not? You don't believe in nothing. What if God just wants you to believe in him, then you go to heaven? Okay, that's a possibility. But if that's true, why did you just say that other people are going to hell because they don't believe in your God? Why does God give people complex rules to follow if he just wants me to believe in him? And why do Muslims and Christians both believe the other is going to hell when they both believe in the same God? Why do different versions of Christianity even exist? I'm trying to point out that according to most religions, and especially Christianity, it's not enough just to believe in a God. I have to believe in the right God. You yourself have already condemned others of a different faith. What if I choose to believe in the Muslim God? I'm going to hell if the Christians are right. What if I choose to believe in the Jewish God? Again, I'm going to hell if the Christians are right. You're just one giant ball of blasphemy, ain't you? Balls, too. Blasphemous? Sure. But it's not intentional. You're blasphemous to Muslims. Do you feel bad about that? Your existence is offensive to Muslims. You worry about that? Do you concern yourself with how you're viewed by their religion? Hell no. Well, I feel the same about Christianity and Muslims as you do about me and Muslims. But hey, let's consider some more if you're wrong. You, a God-fearing Christian, what if you were wrong? You say you just die. Yep. According to you, I just die and rot. So if I lose, I'm just worm food, and I won't know no better. Wee-hee! But you say that if there's no afterlife, you have nothing to lose. Life is meaningless without heaven. 
So to you, without Jesus, life is worthless. Do you love your wife, your children, and your grandchildren? I love all of them. But apparently, your love is not worth anything if Jesus doesn't shake your hand when you die? What? I love my wife and kids. But you just said that life was worthless without Jesus at the end of the tunnel. Well, that's different. I can love my wife and kids even if there is no Jesus. Ah, interesting. So the presence or absence of an afterlife doesn't seem to have any effect at all on your ability to love your family. I'll have to make a log entry on that later. Log? Now you got me wondering if the absence of an afterlife prevents you from enjoying other areas of your life. You can love. Can you have fun? Can you laugh? Can you enjoy a roller coaster or take pleasure in a really good haircut or satisfying bowel movement? You see, I propose the lack of an afterlife is the very thing that forces me to enjoy life more fully. I don't mean that I'm a complete heathen roaming the hillsides, raiding villages, and impregnating various random women. Have you ever heard people say they always wanted to do something, and they always thought there'd be time later, and then they never got around to do it? Have you? Uh, yeah, sure. Apparently, some people don't feel any urgency in life, and they have 70 years. What would compel you if you had eternity? Consider, you have billions and billions of years to go skydiving, climb the Rocky Mountains, or ride some damn bull. And now, the doctors can't even give you bad news. Maybe heaven is full of a bunch of couch potatoes. There's no rush, I'll get to it later. I've heard that you should live like you're dying. So how are you supposed to live if you can't die? Immortals must be the most boring individuals you've ever met. Procrastinators, you bet. So maybe this short life we have pushes us to live life to its fullest. If all you ever do is spend your life planning for the afterlife, and then you find out you're wrong? Wow. Nothing to lose? Hell, you've just wasted your one and only life. I'm saying that if the religion you've chosen isn't right, and there is no heaven, you've possibly wasted your life. But let's say you still live life to a fair degree anyway. Do you give money to the church? Yeah, of course I do. Some Christian religions state you should give 10% of your income to the church. If you're wrong, you've lost that money, and 10% of your income is noticeable. Yeah, but money ain't everything, and it went to a good cause. Well, if you're wrong, it would have gone to the wrong cause. Most of the money goes to spreading the word. So you're out the money, and you've damned millions of babies to eternal damnation. Satan would be proud. But let's say that money isn't an issue. After all, some of that money went to help blind Alaskan children with enlarged scrotal syndrome, right? Yeah, money is the root of all evil. That's why I got none. Fine, but consider that if you knew your religion wasn't right, you might have spent less on it. Anyway, many churches preach that there's this thing called sin. According to Christian churches, everyone is a sinner. All of man has original sin simply because of what Adam and Eve did and we're their descendants. So we're all sinners. But there are other types of sin. What if you find out when you die that sex wasn't evil? What if you felt guilty and ashamed all your life about your urges and constantly struggled to suppress them? What if this affected how you lived your entire life? And then you find out that the basic premise was wrong. Fornication is only right between a married man and woman. But what if you're wrong? And sex isn't bad, or at least isn't so restrictive. 
I'm not saying it's okay to go around raping people, but what if your religion is wrong and sex isn't as evil as you were taught? Some people have such a hard time dealing with the fact that they've been told sex is evil, and yet they have the urge that it makes them incredibly shy and they die alone and afraid of what was just natural. Another point, what if you have five kids because your religion taught you that contraception is bad? Then you die and find out that your religion is wrong. Think about the financial burden you lived with and how you struggled all your life because you had to raise so many kids. And all of this could have been corrected with a little piece of rubber. I'm not talking about abortion, because you might consider that murder, but simply preventing the pregnancy from ever occurring in the first place. You may have suffered serious financial difficulty all your life because of your religious views. And finances are one of those things where if you can just get your head above water, it's easy to tread for a while, but getting to that point is very hard. The difference of always being slightly behind and having just 50 extra dollars each month can make or break a relationship and have serious effects on the family. Just simply being out of debt is a wonderful thing. And what if your religious views prevent that because you weren't allowed to simply attempt to prevent numerous and repeated and initially unwanted offspring? Hey, that's a great name for a band, Initially Unwanted Offspring. Logically Critical will be right back after these messages from our sponsor. The completely unchanged 2006 Audi S4. 340 horsepower. 302 foot-pounds of torque. 0 to 60 in 5 seconds. The ultimate in luxury and performance. Whether sitting in bumper-to-bumper -bumper rush hour traffic, or sitting in the drive-thru at a Burger King, You'll appreciate the supreme handling that only all-wheel drive Quattro can give you. Over 25 years in the making. Other car commercials show professional drivers on closed courses. We show you the truth. There's nothing better than being behind the wheel of a high-performance, agile metal beast going 35 behind a flatbed truck hauling porta potties The 2006 Audi S4. A true driving machine. If only there were roads you could drive it on. Now back to Logically Critical, already in progress. What if your children grew up and didn't agree with your religious views? What if they were atheists, homosexuals, or liberals? And your religion states that you can't agree with them. What if you spend your life telling them how they're going to hell and what sinners they are instead of just accepting them for who they are and enjoying them while they're alive? As a result, they grow up to hate you just as much as you dislike them. Then you find out that your religion is wrong. You've alienated yourself from your entire family because of an erroneous religious belief. If you're a Christian that truly follows the Bible, Jesus said you should give away all your possessions. Most people choose to ignore this, but, but what if you didn't? What if you chose to live your life in squalor in hopes of some eternal salvation, only to learn that it wasn't necessary? I'll wager you'd feel a little jilted. What if, if nothing else, you learn that you would spend your entire life believing a lie? Isn't that worth something? You see, old man, I have a lack of belief. I could possibly be persuaded if given enough evidence. So if I'm wrong, I would just wish someone had shown me the real evidence. I will know that I did my best with the information I had at hand. But if you're wrong, you have spent your entire life believing in a lie.
That's the same thing. You believed in a lie, too. Lucifer's lie that God doesn't exist. Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? Of course not. If you find out tomorrow that the Loch Ness Monster is real, did you believe a lie? No. A lack of a belief is not the same thing as believing a lie. But that's semantics, and I don't want to argue semantics. I don't meet with other people to talk about how I really don't believe in the Loch Ness Monster. I don't write songs about how it doesn't exist. I don't say silent poems praising the lack of Nessie. I have not actively pursued my lack of belief in God. You, on the other hand, have diligently sought your Savior. So if I'm wrong, I'm just wrong. If you're wrong, you have spent your life believing in something that you have actively sought. You have believed in a thing that was not true and spent considerable effort for it. I simply demand some evidence one way or the other, and I spend no time on it. But it ain't wrong. You know what concerns me most about your argument, old man? How you've made it black and white. You said either I'm right or you're right. What if neither of us is right? As I've said, there are other religions. One of those may be correct. You may still go to hell. Consider this. You go to hell after you lived your entire life in what you thought was the right way. And all because your parents didn't give you the right book when you were a child. Turns out that the kids down the street with the weird hats had the truth all along. What do you mean parents give me the right book? Well, most people don't even choose their religion. Their parents do. And you're so adamant that you're right, you won't even consider that you might be wrong. Which is why you made this proposition to me in the first place. What if a cruel joke has been played on you, old man? You get to heaven, and I'm there! It turns out there is no hell. How would you feel if you spent your life focused on getting to this better place, only to find out they let anyone in? They don't even have a dress code. In fact, I'm nude! Which brings an interesting point. Do clothes die? And if they do, wouldn't they have their own private afterlife? Wouldn't we all be nude in heaven? Wouldn't heaven be the out-of-this-world's largest nudist colony? You realize that if you get to heaven, your fellow Christians will spend eternity staring at your doodle. Otherwise, there are looms and loom workers in heaven. People on earth really don't want to do loom work. Imagine dying and going to heaven and being in charge of clothing the dead. Wait, isn't that Walmart's motto? Clothing the dead? Anyway. Hey, did you ever see that movie Hellraiser? Hell no. Sounds like one of them devil movies. Well, sort of. Anyway, the, the book is much better. The only book I read is the Bible. How open-minded of you. Anyway, in the book, the main character, Frank, is in search of the ultimate pleasure. He learns of a puzzle that is supposed to open a gateway to a realm of ultimate pleasure. Upon opening it, horrid, mutilated beings called cenobites with fish hooks in their faces and nails in their heads come forth. They know Frank is in search of ultimate pleasure, and they are all too happy to give it to him. But if you consider their current condition, you might realize that their definition of pleasure isn't the same as ours. These beings revel in pain and perform self-mutilation. To them, that is ultimate pleasure. So what if your Bible is really that puzzle? You get there and learn that this isn't all what you had in mind. What if it was written by the Cenobites and their idea of heaven is torturous to us? Their idea of hell, a complete lack of pain, is really our idea of heaven. So you follow their rules and wind up in the completely opposite place you wanted to go. 
Did you consider that even if you're right, you could still be wrong? Now you're just making stuff up. Of course I am. But since we're considering that you might be wrong, have you considered that wrong doesn't just mean that nothing exists? You see, you say you have nothing to lose. I say you have just as much to lose, if not more, than I do. If you're wrong, you might just die. You certainly have wasted your entire life and expended much energy believing in a lie. You might not have done everything you wanted to for fear of God's wrath. You might have made life more difficult for you and your family, both financially and emotionally. You might alienate yourself from those you should love, and vice versa. And most importantly, you still might go to hell for eternity because you might not believe in the right God. I mean, how would you feel towards someone that spent their entire life calling you by the wrong name? For the last time, my name's not Yawa. It's Allah, damn it! Also consider, there is no rule that at least one of these religions has to be correct. There's the possibility that neither of us is right. There's the possibility that all of the religions are wrong, and I'm wrong. So what if I'm wrong? Yes, there's the possibility that I'll go to hell, but you have that same possibility. I haven't wasted my life. I knew I only had one life to live, and General Hospital. This pushed me to live life. Time was of the essence. I may wind up in debt, but it wasn't because of a lie. I may look back and wish I'd done things differently, but I'll know I questioned things, and I was actually open to the truth, and I just somehow didn't find it. This is opposed to just taking one book for granted and assuming it's true. So your idea that one or the other of us goes to hell is wrong. We both may end up there. So since we both have equal chances of going to hell, that's not a threat. You might as well argue that because you believe you're less likely to be involved in a serious car accident than I am. It's not a one or the other proposition. Let me emphasize this, old man. We each may go to hell if either of us is wrong. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. In the absence of any real evidence, I'm left to follow the logic and conclude that I simply don't know. But I have no more reason to believe in God than I do to believe in the island of misfit toys. However, I have ample evidence that says he doesn't exist. But that's another episode. Episode? Who are you talking to? Saying I don't know is the first step towards discovering the truth. Well, I do know. I'm going to heaven. Your conviction that something that is supposed to be thousands of years old couldn't possibly have any errors in it is admirable. I mean gullible. Let me ask you one last question. Can you really choose to believe in something? I mean, I can say I believe in something, but does that mean I actually believe it? I do believe in Jesus. I know you do. But I can't choose to believe in something any more than I can choose to make my liver work. Either you do or you don't. Either your liver works or it doesn't. One last thing before I send you on your way. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm not disputing the existence of God. I'm saying that your wager that either believers are right or non-believers are right is an erroneous argument. As I pointed out, we can both be wrong, and you've got just as much at stake as I do if you are. I'll leave you with an atheist saying, I only believe in one less God than you do. Visit our website at logicallycritical.com. Send feedback to podcast at logicallycritical.com. 